Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. On episode 37 today, I want to talk about why I love a materialistic Christmas. You heard me right, why I love a materialistic Christmas. And that's kind of the opposite of what you probably hear this time of year. You hear everybody saying, we need to put Jesus back in Christmas because we've taken the Christ out of Christmas. And, you know, there is some truth to that, of course. You know, Christmas in American society has, by and large, become a kind of, oddly enough, secular celebration. Um, But there are still many of us out there who recognize it as a, you know, Christian holiday. And, you know, we take time to celebrate Advent and to remember the first coming of Jesus in anticipation of the second coming of Jesus, which is what the Christmas season is all about. And if I might toss out maybe kind of a controversial comment on the topic, I think, you know, instead of the warm and fuzzies that we get with uh, Christmas, maybe, you know, in light of Christmas celebration being about the second coming of Jesus as much as it is the first, uh, maybe that celebration should be a little more apocalyptic (laughs) in nature. Maybe we should, instead of watching uh, Yule Logs burn on TV and, uh, you know, things to do with Charlie Brown and, uh, you know, A Wonderful Life and, uh, well, Die Hard, if I can put that out there. Um, But, you know, maybe we should have a much more apocalyptic Christmas that has uh, something with Kirk Cameron and Left Behind (laughs) in it. Uh, Maybe our... If, if, if Christmas is just as much about the celebration of the second coming of Christ as it is the first and living in anticipation of his coming, uh, maybe our Christmas decorations should be a bit more like Halloween uh, than they are the child-friendly Santa Claus and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Wonderful Lights. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not doing it because I'm, I'm married and my wife probably would never permit such because I don't think she would quite buy into my theology of this. Uh, but I don't think uh, we, you know, maybe we should put skeletons in the fr- front yard or, or, you know, missing or <laughs> take a rapture theory and put some uh, piles of clothes in our front yard and be like, oh, Jesus came back. <laughs> you know, uh, let's let's scare the neighbors. Uh, with our Christmas celebrations uh, so that they might too learn to fear the Lord uh, and uh, worry about his coming and soon impending judgment in which he will hold the world accountable in righteousness. But I digress. Anyway, so let's get back to why I love a materialistic Christmas. That was, uh, those, those comments were for free, folks. You, you, can, you can take that to the bank for, for what it's worth. I don't, I don't know if they'll cash that check, but... Uh, you know, you can have it anyway. <laughs> so, you know, we get a lot into this time of season about Christmas being kind of uh, too materialistic and not spiritual enough. And, and you know, I think maybe what many people mean by that, it's just too secular. Um, well, you know, that's true. But I think, you know, I think the, the appropriate response of the materialistic aspect is, you know, something that we should actually seriously consider because I think we should be more um, materialistic at Christmas and, you know, not quote-unquote spiritual. I think the the emphasis on the sentimental and the emphasis on the spiritual 
you know, to some degree. That's malarkey, if I might borrow our, a Joe Biden term. <laughs> uh, that's just some malarkey out there. Um, yes, Jesus is the reason for the season. And we should make Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, our central focus at the holidays. But you know, that's true 365 days a year. And uh, that's something that's not just unique for Christmas. I think Christmas is special. And we should recognize that Christmas is a festival that we ultimately celebrate to remember and commemorate the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, and I think when we sit there and say, well, we should be just more spiritual at this time of year, you know, we kind of get into a risk of divorcing the material world from the spiritual world and entering into sort of, if I can get a little theological here, kind of a Gnostic view of the world in which the spiritual and material are uh, intimately divorced from one another. So if you don't know who the Gnostics were uh, and you don't know what the Gnostic heresy was, uh, spend some time on Wikipedia uh, and look it up. Uh, maybe I'll link to some notes in the show notes about what the Gnostic heresy is because I don't want to get sit here and get lost in the weeds. For those of you know who know what Gnosticism was uh, and those of you who don't, well, you know, you know or you don't. <laughs> um, it's not my responsibility to do all your homework for you. Uh, so look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. But I think divorcing the spiritual from the material, we kind of enter into this Gnostic sort of heresy in which we see the world as this sort of dualistic sort of thing um, in which the material and the spiritual have nothing to do with uh, one another whatsoever or little to do with one, uh, one another. And uh, so we kind of, you know, say, well, we should put just Jesus as the reason for the season and leave it at that and make it all spiritual. Uh, so that is why I say malarkey. Festivals are celebrations at the end of the day. They, they are festivals. They're feasts. They're times that if we rightly understand what a festival or a feast is, well, festivals and feasts are not ever marked uh, by the lack of something. Um, festivals and feasts are by definition materialistic extravaganzas uh, and involve over-the-top pageantry, over-the-top eating, over-the-top buying and selling of things and the indulgences of things that are material, uh, things that we can touch with our uh, hands and our mouths and things that we can see and things that we can hear. And so we rightly, you know, eat at Christmas uh, with all sorts of delicacies and sweets and wonderful yummy goodness. You know, I look forward to all the pastries and, and you know, the, the prime ribs or the turkeys or the hams or whatever it is you and your family eat. I, I, I kind of lean towards a blackened prime rib uh, like my dad makes. And, you know, hopefully this year for Christmas, since I can't go be home with uh, my parents for Christmas, we're, we're staying in town. Um, but uh, we're hoping to blacken a prime rib on uh, the smoker uh, and smoking a prime rib for Christmas. So, you know, uh, all that stuff. We, we, I think we need to indulge in the senses and the over-top 
ornation of the holiday because it is a holiday. It is something separate. It is something special. And it is something that deserves to be marked by just over-the-top fun and celebration and merrymaking. Because that's just simply the nature of a festival. Whether we're talking about your birthday or the baby Jesus' birthday, um, you know, that's something that we should, uh, I think, ultimately indulge in. Um, and when we sit there and say, oh, the material and the spiritual, they're, cla they're clashing, I say such is ultimately heresy that we need to rightly uh, condemn. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we should be less spiritual. We should take time to celebrate Jesus. We should read the scriptures. We should read, uh, you know, the stories uh, in the Gospels about the birth of Christ and think about uh, the Logos that became the incarnate flesh um, as the Son of God and, and what the divinity of God becoming man ultimately means to us as Christians. We should think and ponder on these things and we should... Um, you know, we should uh, take special times of year, I think, to, to focus on such rich and robust theology as we get um, with uh, Christian doctrine at this time of year. But at the same time, that does not exclude us, you know, from having the over-the-top celebrations that we do. Such over-the-top celebrations as we have is actually good theology, too, in practice. Um, and I think such practice is worth doing right, and it's worth doing well. Now, get, don't get me wrong, and me saying that we should be over the top with our Christmas celebrations, that we should indulge our senses both with sights and sounds and taste and feels and warmth and goodness um, and partying and merrymaking and all that sort of stuff. That's not to say we should go broke and be fiscally irresponsible. At Christmas. Um, in fact, I actually made a podcast earlier this summer, back in July, called Christmas in July, in which I detail uh, how you can um, celebrate Christmas and do so affordably um, simply by a little preparation called saving year-round. So check out that podcast. Uh, I forget the episode off the top of my head, but you can find it in the show notes at jimmystable.com or, you know, however you're listening to this podcast. Um, so, but we shouldn't go broke or be fiscally irresponsible at Christmas. We shouldn't do stuff, stupid stuff like paying for Christmas on your credit cards. Unless of course you're just getting the rebate points and you're turning around and paying for the rest in cash as soon as you get the rebate points. Um, but we should be responsible and we should do it with cash, but we should plan ahead of time just like I have spoken on previously. Um, so when we do it, let's do it responsibly. But let's go big. Let's, you know, deck our halls. Let's, you know, put lights on the outside of our house. Just be careful that you don't fall off uh, a ladder or anything tragic. Um, you know, let's be loud. Let's be tacky. Let's, let's really dig in deep. Um, let's, let's put up the biggest tree that we can put in our house, whether that tree is made of artificial parts or the real parts that grow out of Mother Nature. Um, you know, we, we should indulge in those things. Um, let's put all the lights. Let's put all the tacky Christmas ornaments out. Let's let's get all the red and the green and the white and the blue and uh, all the other stuff that we can squeeze in. Uh, let's 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 watch. It's a wonderful life. Let's watch. Uh, if 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 you can watch it on Netflix, I highly recommend uh, uh, Klaus. 
on Netflix, a great animated show, probably now my new favorite Christmas movie of all time. Um, highly recommend it. Check it out if you haven't already. It's really, really good. Uh, made me and my wife almost cry at the end of it. Uh, it was so powerful. Um, but so let's let's do that. Let's let's go to all the the Nutcracker uh, ballets. Let's let's go to the singing Christmas tree. Let's go to Trans Siberian Orchestra. Let's let's really rock out Christmas to the best of our ability. Now, don't get me wrong. And 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 saying this, I'm not. You know, it's easy for me to say this to some degree because you know I'm a bit big bad banker and uh my wife and i we you know make a pretty comfortable living for ourselves um you know we're very comfortably middle class um so let me check my privilege (laughs) if i might and say well you know if you listen to this podcast and you know you don't have um the access to to as much cash as maybe some people do at this time of year um and you can't afford a very lavish christmas and i get it I've been there. I can, I can remember a time in my life where, you know, I, I, I couldn't buy Christmas presents for everybody in my family. I, I was only able to buy, uh, ultimately, Christmas presents for just my parents. So I get it. I get it. I know what it's like to be poor, and I know how hard Christmas uh, can be when, you know, frankly, you, you just you live paycheck to paycheck, and you're lucky to be broke at the end of the day. But that doesn't still mean that we can't look for creative ways to take our little and turn it into much. That's not to say we can't find ways to, you know, still make special dishes. Even if, you know, we're living paycheck to paycheck, we may not be able to afford the black and prime rib and and put it on a Traeger smoker and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But that doesn't mean we can't look to take even what we already have um, in our pantry And, and, you know, Make something special and make something that, you know, we maybe pass on as a tradition to our family and really take our little and multiply it and turn it into much and invite others to participate uh, in what we're doing and to, to, you know, just still enjoy all the songs, the smells and the merrymaking just as much as the rest of the world does that celebrates Christmas as this time of year, Um, even if you maybe can't afford uh, some very lavish um, things. And you know, even if you're if you're looking to do it on a budget and you're thinking, well, what could I do besides put up my Christmas tree? You know, they make all sorts of uh, really cool lights these days and light bulbs are cheaper than ever. You know, one thing I do to decorate for the outside of our house at Christmas time that's, that's a really cheap uh, thing to do is I just go to Home Depot and I get some, some green um, light bulbs to put outside on uh, my house where the uh, porch light is. Um, and now I, I do a lot more than that for Christmas. Uh, we, we decorate pretty heavily outside um, for Christmas. And maybe I'll include some pictures in the show notes uh, at jimmystable.com for episode 37. Um, just to kind of show you some of the things we do inside and outside our home. Um, but with that said, you know, you can do little things. And you can, you know, if, if you're really aff- concerned about the affordability and you want to decorate your house, you know, you can do small things to, to add up over the years and just collect something here and there. Like my wife and I, we have a pretty heavy outside with our lighting and stuff. But I've been, so we've been married uh, six and a half years now. And, and just every year we buy a little something extra uh, to put outside. Um, and uh, you, can, you can find some pretty cool stuff out there if you, if you just 
you know, look around. So I encourage that. If you're if you're on a tight budget and, and things just pinch, you know, you may not be able to afford to buy lavish uh, presents for your family and friends and all that sort of stuff, or you can only buy for a select few. Um, and you're looking for little ways to just deck your halls uh, and bring a little bit more cheer into your life and, and to really indulge and not miss out on the materialistic aspect of Christmas. Um, you can do things like that. Or you can get special candles and burn them. And you can, you know, get special, uh, you know, like at, uh, you can get special scented candles and, and things like that uh, pretty cheap. So, you know, just just look for things like that uh, to really help spice up your Christmas. Uh, and, and whatever dessert you may make, foods you may make, look for a special spice or two just to add uh, something a little... Uh, more fragrance to your food. Use some some natural spices with your foods that maybe you wouldn't add normally this time of year. Like you know, just go pick up uh, some rosemary and some thyme, um, and you can add it to a simple chicken dish. You know, fresh herbs uh, go a long way at making simple food uh, just absolutely over the top uh, delicacies. Um, so don't overlook just learning to cook with simple herbs, uh, herbs that you could even look to grow earlier in the year uh, in your garden um, or, you know, in little pots in your kitchen, um, you know, because things don't necessarily grow very well at Christmas. Um, but, you know, you can just, little things like that, little things like that add up, little practical steps. Um, and just look to include as many people as you can in your celebrations. So, um, you know, consider that. But, you know, I, I think some of our reaction to also to the entire, uh, you know, we almost feel like hypocrites in some sort of sense for getting over the top uh, with the materialistic uh, consumption that happens at Christmas. And we're like, man, we just really overdo it. We, we do too much. We do too much. And, and you know, maybe, maybe some folks do. Maybe some people really go over the top. Um, but, you know, I think as long as they're staying within a reasonable budget and planning for that and paying for it in cash... Um, if you, if you know, if you have it to, to spend, you know, I'd say have fun with it. Um, but I think some of our conviction that we feel about the materialistic over the top consumption that we have over Christmas has actually nothing to do with Christmas itself, but it's the fact that it's the 11 other months out of the year that we indulge in over the top materialistic lifestyles. Um, and that's where most of us at the end of the year really do most of our damage. We don't do most of our financial damage at Christmas. Uh, like I said, I think, I think that's kind of some malarkey, if I might use that Joe Biden word again. Malarkey! Um, but I, I think most of us do our fiscal damage. It's not at Christmas, but it's the 11 other months out of the year uh, where we fail to live frugally, where we fail to live modestly, where we fail to live below our means and within our budgets. Uh, in fact, we live, as, as Americans especially, large and in charge most of the years, and we live such lavish lifestyles that I believe are actually contrary to the way uh, that Christ would call us to live as Christians. Um, and because we're so materialistic and over the top the rest of the year, we feel bad about Christmas because Christmas simply ends up pushing us really over the top with our budgets um, and uh, we weren't living accordingly for the rest of the year so we feel bad at Christmas because man uh, Christmas actually alerts us to the fact of how much we're consuming and going over the top and living lavish 
uh, crazy, ridiculous lifestyles those other 11 months. Um, so if, if you're going to if you're going to be concerned and convicted over how you live Christmas, I think you're putting the wrong convic- your, your convictions misguided on your judgment is perhaps a little off. Um, so let us instead of, you know, worrying about if we're overdoing it for Christmas, uh, you know, unless we're spending and racking up a lot of Christmas debt and, you know, people do. Um, let us live simply frugally and modestly the rest of the year. Um, and uh, then when it comes time for Christmas, uh, the only thing we should worry about um, at Christmas is, you know, if we're staying within our budgets that we've already been planning for. Um, and let's instead focus on just simply living simple lives that aren't overindulgent the rest of the time. And if we do that, I think, you know, if we do that, we will be able to truly enjoy Christmas and to celebrate Christmas like Christmas should be celebrated with much joy, with much fanfare, with much anticipation of uh, the coming of Christ. Um, and maybe with some, some rapture clothes out in the front yard, <laughs> uh, if we might indulge, uh, and that sort of stuff. So, uh, so everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, kind of a short episode today, but Hey, you know, this is my, uh, looking back at it, my, uh, fourth episode on Christmas this year. I hadn't realized that I was doing so many podcasts on Christmas. I did one on Christmas in July. I did one on I hate celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving. And then I had a special guest that came on the show a couple episodes ago to tell me why celebrating Christmas before Thanksgiving was the right thing to do after all. Um, So I put that out there as my contribution (laughs) to you all. Uh, I hope I haven't overkilled it with the, the Christmas podcast this year. Hope you're maybe enjoying it and hope you're getting something from it. Um, but you know, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, write me on Facebook, write me on Twitter, Jimmy at Jimmy's table.com. Uh, check out Jimmy's table.com where you can listen to these episodes. I'll link to them in the show notes. Uh, and you know, above all, I hope that you have a Merry Christmas this year, uh, that you keep Jesus as the reason for the season. Um, but that in the midst of your Jesus is the reason for the season, um, that you would have a great over the top time to make these this time of year something special for you and your family, however you choose to do that. Um, but don't be afraid to to indulge a little, to live a little, to 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 eat, to 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 drink, to to make merry, uh, to hang out with friends and family, to uh, put on all the cheesy Christmas classics, to to really just deck the halls um, and make Christmas a truly great time of year um and don't do what the gnostics do and divorce the material from the spiritual um because jesus christ is lord of all both of heaven and on earth so when god gives us gifts he he knows okay right now um john's going to be in a situation where he's going to have this happen let me give him the gifts that he needs to be able to do that 
Right. And, um, and, it's not, and you can't just use it like, and so it's not like the way that I, based on my reading of 12, that he gives it as he wills. That means that when you leave that situation, he may take it, he may take whatever those gifts are away from you. Find ADD Masterminds on Twitter, Facebook, and on anchor.com.